This episode of Let's Meet is made possible by Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey, a contemporary take on a classic American frontier food, and mmm, it's delicious. Stake your claim at 1201 Broadway in beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. Phone number 513-381-2666. Website boomtownbiscuitsandwhiskey.com. Hello. Let's meet. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Nice to meet you. In this, the first episode of Let's Meet, part one of three, Michael loses his shoe, PJ buys a pack of cigarettes, Jason's mom doesn't make it to the show, PJ makes a mess in the kitchen, and is very curious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of Let's meet the Let's Meet podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael Robinson. Next to me is Tim Hughes. Tim Hughes. Tim is not only a producer, a an engineer, a computer genius, a musician, a father, a husband, a pet owner, but he's also a bunny. my best friend of 20 years. It's probably more than that now. <laughs> At the very least. At the very least. 20 years. So... How long will that continue? Who knows? 24 minutes. This podcast will make or break our friendship. Probably so. And our love affair with being friends. <laughs> which is redundant, right? Maybe. It's the and same thing. Deli meets. So, <laughs> so the idea for this show, guys, is for you to get a chance to meet someone that you may not know. Someone that you might know very well. Someone you might know too well. In the city. Um, so we're going to take a time to explore who this person is each time that we get together. It could be weekly. We haven't decided yet. We have. Because this, this is the first one. We don't know yet. So the idea is you get to kind of peek behind the curtain and see who a person is. That way you can, when you see him on the street, and you will, when you see him in their restaurant, when you see him in the halls of City Hall, whoever it may be. Whether You'll, they're being arrested or right. otherwise. If they're, if they're being booked or if they're doing the booking. Really? I know that guy. You'll get a chance. He did those things. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest. I know his character. So this is a chance for you to go and explore uh, the city, what these folks are doing. We're going to be meeting artists. We're going to be meeting makers, hustlers, um, politicians, restaurateurs, just, just about anybody you can think of. So, uh, except for the, 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 the seedy underbelly, right? We're going to avoid that, aren't we? Probably not. Okay, no. let's not then. I mean, it's hard to. Yeah? Yeah. We'll go for that, too. The underbelly shows up a lot. Especially when it rolls over. <laughs> it's always seedy. When it rolls over, <laughs> underbelly. The most delicious part of the belly, I would say. That's where the pork is, right? I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. I'm talking out of my brains now. But I grew up in a family of, of butchering people. Not butchering people. butchering people. Let me try that again. And the CD underbelly. Let's do a hot take. Of this comes back. <laughs> Retake. <laughs> yeah, my uncle uh, butchered hogs. That's what I'm trying to say. And my family butchered uh, or slaughtered cows occasionally for food. You don't butcher cows. You slaughter. Mm. You gotta you gotta slaughter them first. Butcher them. Ladies and gentlemen, that voice that you heard is <laughs> our special guest. Now, how how the special guest is going to work is I'm going to give a little bit of hype to who it is but then they get to say their own name you can do it Don Pardo style like from Saturday Night Live uh, you can do it um, 
Ed McMahon style. You can do it your own style, however you want to do it. You can do it Stephen Wright style. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Wright. For those of us who are in our 30s who will know who that is. Or if you've seen Half-Baked, he lives on the couch. Mm-hmm. Stephen Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very special guest. We are honored to have our very first guest with us. He is a restaurateur. He is a local favorite. He is a hero. He is a man about town. He's a connoisseur of spirits. He's looking up at the ceiling. He's taking all of this in. Ladies and gentlemen, let's meet PJ Newman. That didn't work. What was <laughs> Damn it, cut it and go back. Oh, apps. Wait, here we go. PJ Newman. He brought his own sound effects. Ladies and gentlemen, not only does he do all of those things that we talked about, but he also, through a series of trials, brought his own sound effects and made it happen. Does Ladies and gentlemen, sense. PJ Newman. Yeah, what a ham. <laughs> PJ, you look healthy. You look happy. You're drinking a beer. It looks good on you. How are you? Oh, that, that was the last the sound effect. I promise. <laughs> I just got this one audio version. I got this one. Shots. I got this one sound effect that says "ham" and it just makes me happy. I like it. I might I look good. It. I feel up and down today. Okay, that's <laughs> it's fair. It's been a roller coaster. That's life. fair. So, yeah, yes. we get that. We if anybody understands roller coasters, it's Tim and I. We spent yeah. some time out on uh, Coney Island. We rode a roller coaster roller that was coaster. very small. That was really made out was of that parts from Home Depot. <laughs> I don't recommend going to the home. Did you guys uh, enjoy Americana Amusement Park when you were... Did you grow up here? No. No. I did not oh, grow you up did here. not. Mm-mm. We're both from we West had, Tennessee. There was another shoddy amusement park <laughs> oh. once here in Cincinnati named... It was uh, in the outskirts named... Americana Amusement Park. A relic it is. Ooh, does it it doesn't exist anymore. Negative. Maybe part of it exists. Probably somewhere. We should do a history on that. I bet some parts of it are at Wooden Nickel in Over the Rhine. You can probably buy pieces of the rail because I think that's what they actually that that roller coaster that we were on at Coney Island (laughs) may have been from there. It was pieced together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was. It was old scaffolding. And um, rotten wood, yeah, and chewing gum. I think was the whole entire structure, right? Which for if it's a Simpsons episode, would have worked. Perfect. Yeah, not great. so much in real life. Bart builds it. <laughs> you write it. It's great. So I'm from a little bit closer to Memphis, Tennessee than Tim is, um, but we both are. We're not. We didn't grow up very far from Liberty Land, home of the Zip and Pippin, which was Elvis Presley's favorite ride. Okay, an all wooden roller coaster. Very, very Rail, unsafe. and everything. It was yeah. all wooden. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> not fun. We went there once when I was little, and we rode some rides, and then a big uh, summer thunderstorm came, and I lost a shoe, and I watched it float away from the car. And I said, and I, tell, and I remember saying this, I said, Mom, my shoe. And she said, forget it. Get in the car. And it was like a scene from... Yeah, from like a thriller that you watched in the 80s. Get in the car! Just leave it! <laughs> and that's never left my brain. That and playing skee-ball that day. Ski. Two favorite memories. There it is. Also made out of wood. Lost my shoe. Played some skee-ball. PJ, you're from here. I grew up here. 
How long has that been? Cincinnati. Born and bred. <laughs> born and bred West Sider. Ooh, yeah, what in, part? Grew up in uh, born in Price Hill, uh, raised in Delhi. Uh, you know, good old fashioned conservative Catholic West Side working class family. Which explains why you drive a truck. Dad is pa- that right? Dad, dad paints cars. Mom's a nurse. <laughs> All right. What more do you want? You I know. There's nothing else you can ask. For. Working family. You know, get out of school by three. You got a couple hours before your parents come home. Do whatever you want. Yeah, there it is. Are you are you telling us you were a latchkey kid? Uh, I'm telling you that I lived a pretty interesting but very traditional West Side Catholic child with two working parents lifestyle, hand to mouth like a chimney sweep. We, uh, I'm picturing we, a newsy. We 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 yeah. went we went looking for golf balls in the woods and creek walking and okay, uh, you know building de- building you know forts in the woods and stuff. Air quotes around all these things. We smoked hollow sticks. <laughs> we ran up to the local corner store named Ozzy's. Ozzy's. Ozzy used to run this corner store. Okay. And he had a he had a speech impediment. Okay. And I remember my first time I bought a pack of cigarettes. I'm 12 years old. I was I rode my bicycle for you or someone else. Well, I wanted to show off to my older brother. Of course. My entire life, I've always just wanted to show off to my older brother. Yeah. And uh, so I ride my bike to Ozzy's. And I got my money, and uh, he always responded the same way. I was 12 years old. No kid that's 12 years old should be buying cigarettes in 1996 at a corner store. This is a hard take. And he always responded. I said, can I have a pack of private stocks, please? Mm-hmm. And he said, message? Excuse that's, me? That's how he always responded. Need matches? Oh. Every single time. Ozzy. So I made it two packs. Because he didn't ask for an ID. Yeah. So I rode my bike back home, waited for my brother to come. I think I was sitting in the driveway the entire time waiting for him to come home. Yeah. So he's, riding, he's riding his bike up the driveway. I've got the cigarette pack stuffed in my waistband just in case my parents come home. They don't see him see in my pocket. I lift my shirt up. I'm pumping my hips, showing my brother <laughs> who's got cigarettes. Was he impressed? Did it go? Did it go well? Of course. Like you planned it. He, was, he didn't smoke. <laughs> he said, do you know what you're going to do to He me? said, we're going to take you straight to confession. That's and what he did. He took me <laughs> and my brother. penance from that priest. And you, you, the priest and your brother made you smoke all of them. 40 cigarettes, <laughs> two packs. My, the priest, I just couldn't believe he was such a jerk. So insensitive, he tore the filters off. That's the only way you're going to learn. And that was it. That would yeah, you. which explains why now you guys, have the voice that you, know, you have. Here, here we are. You're out of breath. 2018. <laughs> you have COPD. I've been off cigarettes for 22 years. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's the last smoked. I think uh, praise Allah, praise God. <laughs> well, more like just praise Catholicism. Man, that penance was rough. <laughs> Those Catholics are brutal. They put it on you. They really do. <laughs> They really do. Well, going along with that, speaking of being a child or childlike, what was your childhood dream? What would you, when you were 12 years old and you were smoking all 40 cigarettes, what did you wish that you were doing when you reached the age that you are now? You were, how old are you? I'm 33. 33. A young man. This is crazy and it shocks me every single day. And it's not, it hasn't kind of come 100% to fruition. But there were two dream jobs I ever had in my life. My first was I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to know how to fly planes. All right. Particularly a fighter pilot. That's right. probably not going to Top happen. gun style. And what we're doing today is that's coming true. Right. We're going to make your dream come true. So come on out here, Lance Corporal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. It's boy in the air. My other dream was I wanted to be a chef restaurant owner. 
No kidding. And I'm not lying to you. And I know that because that's where the story is going, because that is what I am. Yeah. It sounds cliche. But no. I wanted to be a chef. I'm not a chef restaurant owner. I'm just a restaurant <laughs> owner. I never pay the disrespect to Chef Christian Gill and claim to be a chef restaurant owner without Christian Gill. Uh, our restaurant concept um, would be shoddy at best. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to work in the restaurant business. I was curious about food growing up. Um, I remember my first time grew up next to a woman named Mickey Priestley. And Mickey Jason's Pre- mother. Jason yeah, Priestley's mother. Jason Priestley's mother. Yeah, we all know her. She was a mother of like six boys. Husband was a carpenter. You know, grew up, we all West West Side working class families. Yeah. And, you know, so obviously, you know, you raise six people off a of carpenter's wage, you're going to make all of the food at home. She was yeah. biz in the kitchen. Sure. She was killer. And I remember first time I ever got in trouble making a mess in the kitchen. Four and a half, five years old, something like that. Yeah. She allowed me to mix the flour and we we're making pizza dough. Nice. And I spilled some flour on the floor. Uh-huh. Like, I'm so young, she pulled the stool, or pulled the chair up to the countertop so I could mix the flour, and I made a mess, and she yelled at me. Yeah. And I still get yelled at to this day for making a mess <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> but I was in, for, it was it was curious. Like, I had a curiosity. I'd go to her house, and she would make me a pepperoni and barbecue, a white bread pepperoni, deli pepperoni and barbecue sandwich. Okay. And I tasted it. I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And it was really strange that, because my mother is a fantastic cook too, but my first impression of the culinary world was this woman named Mickey Priestley. I've actually never even got back to the woman and said like, thank you. Yeah. That's the second surprise. Yeah, that's fine. Come on, Albert Priestley. That would be so crazy. (laughs) That would be really crazy. But, um, and then, you know, my, my parents were busy. And they worked nine to fives, and we went to school. And post-war era changed the way people thought about food. Sure, people and work and family dynamic and the culture that you raised your family in. And yeah, you know, you worked and you went to school and you got a job and you provided, and that was it. Right. And you you went and you bought you bought canned goods because there wasn't time anymore to you know grow fresh produce and make fresh produce. Yeah. And there wasn't time to raise hogs and slaughter hogs. You know, yeah. wasn't time for that stuff anymore. Yeah. Post war time meant go 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 family 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 work work work. Let's rebuild this country. Hungry man dinners. Hungry man dinners. Exactly. You gotta eat those. So they're fast. Dinners. You gotta get in and out. Yeah, I get it. I've seen my mother cook every single birthday. She <laughs> always offers to cook whatever I want. Yeah. Still to this day, if I called my mother and I said, Mom, I want you to make my favorite birthday dinner, she'd say, I'm going to make you cordon bleu, and it'll be exactly the way you like it. And she would do it for me every time. Nice. Like, homegirl can throw down. Yeah. Like, joy of cooking book, worn. So she's your... Like, those pages are weathered. She's your first employee. She's not. (laughs) Absolutely not. My mother also knew nothing about safe food handling. Oh, yeah. Mine as well. And I think she did apply, though, right? Generally, <laughs> generally speaking, I think a lot of us grew up in poor, safe food handling homes. Pizza boxes left on the oven overnight. You know, it ain't no thing oh, to just yeah. you know eat a day old piece of pizza. Yeah, that is just a frightening idea to me today. We're immune sure. to so many things because of that, though. I think I think you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, agree. Very our, our immune systems. Yeah, these new kids are so sensitive. They seem like a good injection of some flora. You know, it's yeah. like 
I'm just don't, don't get again. the flu at the end of 2017. Yeah. They never recover. Never recover. <laughs> they get the flu, mumps, rubella. They ain't never had allergies, a two day mumps. old room temperature well done pork chop. They have not. <laughs> they they dropped not. on the floor and your dog licked, but you were that hungry. That's right. You just overlooked it. So I grew up in an uninspired culinary family that was Baker Protein. Did they cook what they had grown up eating as well? or Absolutely not. Just what was easy? Yeah, it was what? No, I'm not going to say what was easy because that discredits my mom's efforts. My mother put food on the table, no questions asked every night. Yeah. No questions asked. She had to work every day. Yeah. You know, my mom went, she raised, she raised kids and then went back and got a college degree. Like she worked her fucking ass off. Yeah. My mom's a hero. Yeah. She, she did the best with what she could. And with the time that she had. You know, you work freaking 50 hours a week. Right. You want to spend two and a half hours making a scratch meal. No. You want to come does. home, put a frozen vegetable in the microwave, whip that two-minute scallop potato on the freaking range. <laughs> right. Bake them pork chops and let's go in 20 minutes. It's done. Yeah. yeah. Nothing salted. Salt at the table. Nothing seasoned. Let's, like You do it yourself. This is sustenance. What you want. It's utility. Yeah. You're lucky I cooked for you when I came home from work. And we were. Right. Eating out was rare also. My, I have very fond I have very fond eating out memories of my father. He would always take me to Burger King. This is when, I don't know. Do you guys think Burger King was great years ago and it's just the worst when thing in the world kid, now? The yeah. Me too. I loved it. I, I don't know if they've changed. I think that's what's happened. I have a suspicion that they've changed, not us. <laughs> <laughs> my father doesn't eat Burger that. King anymore either. Yeah, I and will he eat it. the same thing. I was a kid can, then. You can only get sick so many times before you point back and go, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I'll eat Burger yes. King, but because because my wife Gloria and I are vegetarians, there are no real fast food options. I mean, because we're really we're, good veggie burger. They do. Yeah. I love. Do they really? It. Yeah, it's really it's like good. A Morning Star or something. It's not. It is. Oh, uh, just yeah. a pre you know prefab yeah, pre-frozen type deal. Is. Not like a fresh black bean patty like it. Mm. I don't know, like a call it like Kruger's a, or something. Yeah, yeah Kruger's like or something that, like that. You're also gonna get it. In a minute and a half. Right. right. Yeah. So. Which I think is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Now, Gloria is more of a pescatarian. Yeah. She, so she's more inclined to, if we're in a real big hurry, she's like, let's go to McDonald's. Long John Silver's. Well, I'd rather if they were closer. <laughs> All right. But it's McDonald's and a fish oh. sandwich. And I'm like, all right, well, this will uh, hey, make us not fish, hungry anymore. It's you don't, have to, you don't have to say it. Delicious <laughs> really yeah. ever have. <laughs> so, like, my father used to take yeah. me to get a Whopper, and it was a treat. Yeah. You know, like... If I had a sure. soccer practice or... But it wasn't like every every day or every week. Like, this was... Something special. Like, yeah. when we went to Frisch's, like, big boy. Yeah. That was us, like... It was like half... Like, three, six months. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't... It wasn't a thing. So then, is that is that what you are... Are you taking that idea, that special feeling is that what you're putting into your restaurant which by the name by the way what's the name of your restaurant tell it folks yeah so um i'm the proprietor of boomtown biscuits and whiskey at 1201 broadway and over the ride uh we are a mid 19th century california gold rush branded Yee-haw. western frontier cast iron biscuit and whiskey shop i'm into it yeah baby <laughs> biscuits by day whiskey by night can I do whiskey by day? Absolutely. Okay. No question. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. You gotta soak that stuff <laughs> I really, what I think happened is, I had this culinary curiosity. 
Thank you for listening. On our next episode, we will see what makes PJ so curious. Thank you for listening to the Let's Meet Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at letsmeetpodcast.com and please subscribe. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Hello. Let's meet. Hey, what you doing? Hey, hello. <laughs>